Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Golds with us and I'm. Hello. Hello. First off, right yes. off the rip. Yeah. If you haven't joined the Couple Goals listener group, you should go do that. It's on Facebook. I posted the most amazing video ever. <laughs> no, we did not. Brought to you courtesy of my friend Mark, who sent it to me. And it is it is just fantastic. It's it fun. It's funny. It's a little gross. Intentionally so. It's not safe for work. But if you like fake gross stuff like I do, like horror movies and, and then stuff like that, it is. And if you love RoboCop, you should check out this video, but not at work or in front of small children or at church or other questionable <laughs> circumstances. Church. Did I ever tell you I once had a boss who was caught watching porn right before a meeting? No. It was when I worked at this that business that I worked at in Brunswick. <laughs> The business you worked at in Brunswick. You can't say the name of it. The the little one? Yeah. That he, boss? Yeah. It was when iPads were new. Yeah. And he carried an iPad everywhere. He's just watching this at work casually. And he was he went to one of the meetings that we had on site. Mm-hmm. And he had his iPad and he was watching it and someone walked up behind him. And he thought they would be coming in like where he was facing. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I you watch there. porn in that circumstance, though? He was gross. Like, he ended up getting a divorce because he slept with a lawyer at the fir a firm he was working with. I, and then he knocked her up. I just don't. He was porn gross. serves one purpose for he me. He's fucking gross, dude. And it's it's not it's not just viewing. That's not what it's for. I don't. It's you, not know, like, you know what I mean? I'm never like, like in place put on of, that porno, honey. It's not like in place of a movie. Right. Like, you know what? It's not like, you know, it'll knock me right Seinfeld, out. But you know what I'm <laughs> right. going to watch instead. There's one reason to watch porn and it's not just casually to have it on in the background he while you do other like, things. Like to kill time. That's weird. That doesn't He's make any sense dude. to me. That make, that make no sense to me. And this was stuff like I found out towards the end. I found out all their stuff about like parties he attended and because I've talked to somebody who attended a party with him and he was just a gross dude. He was a yeah, gross fucking not, dude. That doesn't make sense. But yeah. So anyway. But anyway, yeah. Go watch, don't watch the RoboCop remake don't video. Don't watch that, that RoboCop scene remake Scene 27 or whatever scene number it is. doesn't matter. It is fucking great. It's it gross. Is, it is funny and Maybe I do have a twist of sense of humor. I oh. don't think I do. Carly walks by. Somebody casually. else made this and I made it and it made me laugh. So clearly it made other people laugh. It was sent to me by somebody who found it funny. So I, I don't think it's just me. Although Matt, Matt watched it and he, he said he didn't think he needed to watch that afterwards. But watch what? The, the video I posted. Oh, what did he watch and then said he didn't need to watch? The RoboCop video. Oh, so he's he. Well, I didn't read the comments. That's yeah. why I'm confused. What are you What are you saying? He said. He said he he watched it and he felt like he he didn't need to see that. Yeah, I agree. You that were laughing. I'm, you were there were laughing. parts where it was funny, but then it just got uh, out of hand. And that's what made it over the top funny because it, it did. Was, it got completely out of hand. It was nonsensical. Like, <laughs> all right, it's just so over the top. It and then at the end, when he just like struggles to get back at his cruiser is hilarious it's just like a perfect little capper to that crazy scene it's just an, it's all right it's enough of that <laughs> it's so funny just thinking about it makes me laugh no it's so funny it's terrible <laughs> you're it's laughing like, too <laughs> it's just like oh you're, no what's happening now <laughs> you're like why are all these dicks out that was well, that's a spoiler not really so, anyway Whew. so what's up anything else we want to talk about this week what is up? Let's do our oh, housekeeping. It's and speaking of housekeeping. So Sean's urging you to go join the listeners group. If you need to join the listeners group, you have to answer the fucking questions. <laughs> you understand? Unless we recognize your name. Right. But unless it's like, you know, if we I know who you are. So and you also know if we don't know who you are. Yeah. If we don't know you, like you have to answer the questions. Yeah. Correctly. If, preferably. <laughs> that would also help you get give in. an indication that, you know, the answer to the question. And and the reason we, we do that, just so you know, that we're not some like trying to be some exclusive club is because we, we, we started putting the questions on there because apparently there's just 
people and or bots who just go around trying to join groups. And I'm pretty sure most of them are bots. They have to be. I don't under, I don't know anybody who's just trying to join groups constantly, but we get a lot of requests from people that clearly are not listeners to join the group and they don't answer the question. So, yeah, it's not it's not like we're trying to keep some exclusive club. We're just trying to keep the bots and advertisements out of there, basically. Yeah, that's it. It's not that serious. And like. We just don't have time for this nonsense with the people who are like, hey, we want to join a couple goal listeners. Like, I like I like being a couple. It's a goal of mine. Like, that's kind of where their heads at, it seems. Some yeah. People. Uh, no. But at the same time, we don't know all our listeners. I, every week, I'm all, I'm always right. There's more somewhat baffled. There's more stats than there are people that we, we know. know. So we don't know people in these states or in these countries. Right. So we know that there's more of the, you of you. Like we're on to you. <laughs> so <laughs> if if it's you wanting to join the group, that's fine. You're welcome. The answer to the question is the hosts or Sean and Maggie. Either of those are fine. You could put, like, the coolest people in the world. Right. I'll accept that. You could say Crowley's parents. Crowley's parents. That would be fine. Like, hey, anything so like that. Joker's going to be number one this weekend. Again, defying expectations. It was expected to make about $40 million. It's now going to make about $55 million this weekend, setting another October second weekend record, surpassing Sandra Bullock's gravity. So <laughs> yeah. So that's... That's really cool in the, you know, it's it's, a, it's just a very in-your-face kind of thing. In-your-face to all those idiot naysayers who are scared of a movie. It's a good it's a good movie. It's a good movie, and if you're scared of a movie, you need to adjust your... Pro Here's the argument I read today, because I saw a comic book artist just said something about... He made it, you know, he said something about being tired of seeing people... or it's, it's exhausting to see people view the world through this woke lens or whatever, and... Basically, the the argument from all the woke Karens, which, again, borrowed from my my friend Mark. It's a great term because you, when you see all the little tw Twitter profile pictures, you're like, yeah, these are all white women. That's weird. Mm -hmm. And uh, the woke Karens said that once once an artist releases something, it's no longer theirs. So basically what they're saying is, well, I filtered it through my stupid brain. So right. therefore... It's irresponsible of you to put something out because I'm going to misunderstand it. Well, see, and that's on that's your fault somehow. We talked about this in our Patreon episode. But it, once it gets filtered through your brain and all the things that have happened to you. Right. That's that's on you as a exactly. person and all the shit that you're bringing to the table. Right. That's not the artist's problem. Nope, it isn't. That's, and artist that's intent you. absolutely matters. And. It, I mean, okay, what, what what if the artist's intent is to inspire something crazy or whatever? But that's not the case here. <laughs> Anybody right. who sees this movie at least can admit that much, whether they like the movie or not. It's it's obvious that's not the case. Yeah, it's a really good movie. So anyway, been doing really well at the box office, rated R comic book movie. So I, uh, which is not really an anomaly. They're just not as common in this MCU-driven uh, theater world right now, but. You know, going back to Blade or The Crow, we had R-rated movies, obviously not huge franchises, but I'd say Logan was the first R-rated comic book movie that, that took a, a well-known character and then put him in R-rated territory. Then obviously you have Deadpool. Both of those movies are still like the highest grossing R-rated movies in America. Uh, and now Joker is doing really well. So it, it it's it's cool to see that you know, you can put this uh, adult spin on things and people will show up for it. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good stuff. It's good. Um, so other news, if you are in the United States, it, this episode is publishing on Columbus Day, which is a garbage holiday. should be called it's, an, it's Indigenous, Indigenous People's, People's Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's not like the official name, though. I mean, that's, that's what, how some people celebrate it. That's what it should wanna... be called. It's not called Rape and Pillage Day, which is what Columbus Day is. <laughs> Fucking garbage. But it's a double-edged sword because we wouldn't be here, right? If which, it weren't which for... would also be fine. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we're the greatest country we in the world, right? we got to celebrate that. I don't think so. That's what, Have you seen that's the president? What I'm told. That's what I'm told. Have you seen the president? Who was that comedian? Was it Daniel Tosh? I don't Some, know. Somebody recently was talking about how... Donald Trump. <laughs> 
I'm was, not on board with the we're the greatest country of the world. But Daniel Tosh was saying something along the lines of maybe we wouldn't have all these terrorist attacks if we just said we're top 10 country of the world. <laughs> maybe if we weren't so arrogant. Right. We'd have less. Maybe if less we weren't issues. like such fucking douchebags always trying to interfere with everyone else's business. Well, then but then we have now they have the issue with Trump where he's he's not interfering. And, and, and then people get mad about the fact that he's not interfering. Right. Because we're letting our allies get killed now at this point. Which is also bad. Right. So what do you do? But also, Trump is a fucktard. So <laughs> what do you do there? But anyway, yeah, not the greatest com- country in the world. Anyone who elects Trump or allows him to be put into office, rather. Not the greatest country in the world. Sorry. Guy's so fucking stupid. Sorry. Sorry. When people can't it. recognize stupidity. That's very frustrating. <sighs> and again, I say this as at best. Someone with an average level of intelligence. Did you fucking see? Did you fucking see everything that came out on, I think it was Friday night. So today's the 13th that we're filming. This comes out on the 14th. Um, So that would have been the 11th. Okay. About all of the like, just the garbage fucking week. He had yeah with all the cases that he lost, the people who got arrested. Right, he's gonna have to sh- supposedly show his. He wasn't he the tax, tax returns. returns, and then the woman from the State Department who wasn't she was told she wasn't allowed to testify, but she did anyway. Oh, I didn't she know. She was that. the she was the ambassador to Ukraine who got fired after like twenty years of service. She probably has to live in hiding now. No, she works for the State Department, and she's. She was told by the State Department she wasn't allowed to testify because the White House's stance. Yeah. And she went and testified anyway. Wow. So. Good for her. Yeah, it was the right thing to do. But, yeah, he had quite a week. Somebody, and I'm sorry, I don't know who said this. And I think, I don't know if it was on Twitter or wherever, but somebody said that Trump treats subpoenas like parking tickets. And that's going to, that's going to backfire at some point, supposedly. But as of right now, there doesn't. He doesn't seem to have any consequences for any of the bullshit he pulls. Yeah, well, that's part of the problem, right? Is that, like, the president is just being like, no, I'm the president, I don't have right. to. Well, in that case, I'm the citizen, I don't have to either. Right. I mean, if that's how we're going to do it, then Yeah, if you, then if you could just mind. ignore it. I didn't know you could just ignore subpoenas. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, not, like I'm not doing thing. anything either anymore. Right. Like, just wait, though, until I get shot by a cop because I didn't pull over when he told me to. And I'll be like, no, no, no. The president doesn't have to. I don't have to. None of us have to. <laughs> right. He's that's not, the, he is not special. He's an elected official. Right. That's all he is. Like, and, and that's questionable. <laughs> we're being honest. All right. Moving on. I don't want to be political. So, <laughs> great job, then. Did a great job not I being did. political. I did a Maggie. good job. Sam is on my lap and trying to push into this microphone as hard as he can. He really is. He's just fighting. He's, he is. He's fighting me as I try to move him back. <laughs> Your, your lap's not big enough for him. No, and he's actively fighting me. So this is good. It sounds like I'm fucking doing cardio as I'm on the mic <laughs> because I'm pushing dog. a dog. Tiny dog. Who's staring at me like, oh, do you have an itchy ear? Guys, it's less than a month until the Mandalorian premieres, just FYI. It's a little over a month till my surgery, which is pretty exciting. Less than a month for Mandalorian, though. <sighs> All right, so do you want to go first? You have no. more housekeeping? Uh, hit up our our Patreon. Hit up our Instagram. Again, Patreon I, has deep thoughts. We shot a Maggie. Yeah, we have we have lots of fun content over there. That's pretty much it. We have lots of content over there. Like we do I now. We have a year's worth of content. We have we do we have over a year's worth of content we over have there. Video content now. Thanks again to all our patrons supporting the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We have tons of content over there and it's I'm shocked to see how much content we have over there when I went over there to name something. Yeah. And realized I already had something named that because uh, it's not the <laughs> first time that I've had something named that. And I was like, I've had years. Interesting. Sam, why don't you come over here? Yeah. Sam, Sam is like. Sam, Sam. Sam, Sam. Sam wants to be on me. All right. You want, you want me to, I'll go first if you want. OK. Just until he gets sorted. Are you just going to stop mid- midway then? If you're doing <laughs> yeah. it just until he gets sorted. Yeah. It's going to stop him. Like, we're doing like, it's kind of like uh, rounds. Oh my God. He just licked me in my ear. You gave me a wet willy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He's going for number two. God. Worst day ever. Podcast is canceled. I have to go deal with my wet willy. <laughs> it's dog tongue. It doesn't make it better. 
If it's inside your ear. Yeah, that's it's, gross. It's life ruining. It doesn't feel good. It's like cancel my plans. All right. So this week I'm going to be talking about a little movie called Raiders, Raiders of, of the, the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Yeah, I know. You saw my shit. Because <laughs> you didn't log out of my computer. Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> it was time to log out fell you asleep. like you full on fell asleep i walked back so in tired. i walked in with pizza you guys because logan's not feeling well and <laughs> i felt bad for him so i went out to get pizza and i walked back in and sean like looked at me and then fell over sideways on the couch and fell asleep and started snoring <laughs> it was like that sounds right and i was like so are you gonna have pizza later he's like later Oh, so I started weird. like snoring loudly before I even sat down with the pizza. <laughs> I was like, okay. I can't breathe so good, guys. He was so tired. I always get the dogs always wake me up in the morning. All right. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think a lot of people love this movie and this this whole series. I don't really think it needs an introduction per se. I will say that it released in the summer of 1981. So it's it's been around. It's been around all, my whole life. Yeah. And it is the first movie that I ever saw in a movie theater, or at least that I remember seeing in a movie theater. I saw Last Crusade in a movie theater. That was 1989. That was a really good year for movies. It was Ghostbusters 2, Batman. I saw that in a movie theater, but the I didn't Burbs, see Burbs, Christmas Vacation. Lots of good movies came out that year. I saw Burbs when it was filming. Uh, why? Where did they film? Universal Studios or so, like wherever I was with, oh, with I, Graham. I, know, I was like, they filmed out of here? No, I went, I don't know if it was Florida or California, but I was with, I'm guessing it was California, that yeah. I, I was with, with my great-grandma. Okay. And they were filming Burbs when I was on oh, the studio cool. lot. I told you that. I told you that when we were in California this last time. Okay. Man, being married. <laughs> I can't remember everything. It's 85% repeating yourself. <laughs> can't remember things. can't remember all the things you say. So let I me think my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember any of the things you say is what that should have said. That's not true. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's the first movie I, I saw in a theater. And, oh, I'm so sleepy. And <laughs> I didn't nap like you napped. The second movie I saw in a theater that I remember was E.T. I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently I didn't do a lot of theater going. It was just like a Steven Spielberg thing. <laughs> you were like, does Steven Spielberg have a new film out? Yeah. And I remember crying, like sobbing like a baby for E.T., though. Yes. At theater. I didn't like, see it in the yeah. theaters, but yes. All right. So this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan. It was based on a story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. The film originated from George Lucas's desire to create a modern version of the serials of the 1930s and 1940s. Like the... Flash Gordon and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, became 1981's top grossing film. It was made for a budget of $18 million, <laughs> which roughly translates to about $50.8 million today. Still. Still not a big budget by yeah. any means. And grossed about $390 million, including re-releases. But I think without re-releases, about $384 million, so still pretty close, but... 390 million translates to about 1.1 billion dollars. You think it'll be re-released in theaters in for 40th anniversary? Uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that'll be my 40th birthday. Yeah. But yeah, they they just released it a couple years ago in IMAX, but I didn't go. Anyway, but yeah, 1.1 billion dollars today on what would have been a 50 million dollar budget. So that would have been a huge, huge win. Yeah. All right, so in 1973, George Lucas wrote something called The Adventures of Indiana Smith. Nope, that's not his name. <laughs> uh, like Star Wars, it was an opportunity to create a modern version of, of the serials of the 30s and 40s. Lucas discussed the concept with Philip Kaufman, who worked with him for several weeks and came up with the Ark of the Covenant as the plot device, or the MacGuffin, if you will. Since I feel like I need to I explain will. that. I Since will. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask the entire time I said that in an episode 300 times. You never asked me what the hell that meant. I didn't know what a MacGuffin was. That's why you're supposed to ask. <laughs> Just ask. Well, I didn't really I didn't really want to engage in that conversation either. Ouch. It's, well, see, here's the thing. I didn't know what jump the shark meant. Right. And 
even after you explained it, I still didn't really get it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so I used it wrong a lot. So like, I don't. That's why I don't really like having those conversations. Because <laughs> you like you'll funny. explain it, and then you're just like, I can't believe you never you know? heard. You hadn't heard the term "jump the shark," I think, until me, which I found very strange. Yeah. And then you didn't know what it meant. We started dating when I was 19 and years old. You, Where do you think I heard jump the shark? I didn't take I knew film it before lit. I didn't take that. Fucking... I knew jump the shark for a very long time. I knew exactly where it came from. Well, when you I were walking up, running up the attic stairs, getting your black and white TV, you heard jump the shark. I study. I read a lot of books about movies. So I didn't. And TV and stuff. as Because I would. They, I went to the library. The library. Yeah. I would walk to the library. Uh. Yeah, the jump. So when you watched Arrested Development and Henry Winkler jumped over the dead shark, did you get that or did I have to explain that? No, I knew it by then because okay. you had explained Jump the Shark. Oh, OK. So you got that joke. Yeah. yeah. But then by then I was using Jump the Shark all the time inappropriately. Like every time <laughs> anything happened. That on was TV. such a great little joke, though. Yeah. When he jumped the shark. Yeah. Since he's he's the since he's spawned. Yeah. He's the one who basically created that. Yeah. But every time anything would happen. That, as a plot device yeah anywhere like, did they jump the shark i was like, like is that no. jumping the shark and you're like no maggie why don't you understand this and i was like this is why i don't ask questions because i apparently that's not how my brain works all right so uh <laughs> all right so ark of the covenant yeah it was the plot device kaufman was, was told McGuffin. about the ark by his dentist when he was a child what fucking dentist are you going to <laughs> who's like have you heard of the ark of the covenant it, that would freak me the fuck out no, i knew what it was i was gonna say that sounds like that sounds like the dentist your mom would take you to no they, she didn't i already knew i i was the kind of kid who would have told my dentist about the ark of the covenant <laughs> it would have been the other uh, way around. remember your dentist he had uh he had a bow tie yes and he worked with um, um mentally disabled people that was like his specialty. So that was he was really cool. That's not why I was there. Because <laughs> yeah, he, here's the thing, like I grew up with a really good dentist, right? I did. And I was but I was always a good patient, though, too. I never had cavities or anything. So I never understood why people didn't like going to the dentist. I had a really good dentist, too. And it wasn't until we had kids and I, like Logan hated going like he would just squirm. He didn't have cavities or anything. He just yeah. hated people in his mouth. And I didn't know that's how kids react. I was so terrified of being the bad patient. Well, no, of, I yeah, of I my mom punishing me for right. being the bad. I thought patient. I would yeah. get in trouble. So I was always a really good patient. And then when we had kids and like Logan, especially he like vomited on his orthodontist when they did the when they did the impressions. And that well, that's the thing is. The, the dentist I went to, he was really good. He would have been good for our, our kids. Yeah, he's dead. Because it turns out dentists get really fucking testy and impatient. They're mean. I didn't know that either. Well, that's why we took Logan to the to the good de the good ortho or the good dentist, the woman yeah. for a while. And then eventually we switched because that guy was cheaper or not yeah. cheaper, closer, <laughs> cheaper, <laughs> closer. And then we switched him to that orthodontist and that orthodontist was like a bajillion years old. Yeah. And he was just mean. And then Logan vomited on him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. That's what you get yeah, for I being a dick. Like, you, you've never had a cavity. I still but never I got had my, a cavity. my first cavity in Neither my 30s. Had the kids. Yeah. yeah. So I got my first cavity in, like, my 30s. And and that's when I was like, oh, this is why. Because my, my sister would get cavities. Yeah. It's like, this is why people hate going to the dentist. This yeah. isn't fun at all. Jeff There's, Gold, like, Goldberg sharp implements have... scraping against your teeth. Yeah. It's not fun. What did Jeff you say about Jeff Goldblum? He's never had a cavity either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sam is back to being on my lap, acting like a baby <laughs> and wanting all the attention. All right. Um, back to where I what where was I? Where I was. All right. So his dentist told him about the Ark of the Covenant. The Raiders of the Lost Ark project got stalled when Clint Eastwood hired Kaufman to direct the outlaw Josie Wales. Lucas put the idea on the shelf, deciding to concentrate on some silly outer space adventure. Called Star Wars. That's right. All right. So in May of 1977, Lucas was in Hawaii trying to escape the enormous success of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to make this goofy movie. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what did what, I do? What happened? Uh, and uh, just so happened that Steven Spielberg was also there. He was on vacation from uh, working on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> they were like, who, who knew space would be such a big thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so while building a sandcastle, Spielberg expressed an interest in directing a James Bond film. Lucas convinced his Lame. friend. 
Spielberg that he had conceived a character, quote, better than James Bond, end quote, and explained the concept of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Spielberg loved it, called it a James Bond film without the hardware, although he told Lucas that the sur- surname Smith was not right for the character. Agreed. Lucas replied, okay, what about Jones? So that's that's all it took, pretty much. Spielberg was like, I don't like it. He's like, how about this? And he's like, sounds good. Go with that. Yeah. Indiana was the name of Lucas's Alaskan Malamute, whose habit of riding in the passenger seat as Lucas drove was also the inspiration for Chewbacca. A little, little fun tidbit there. <laughs> so the, the dog was named Indiana. That's true. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Spielberg was at first reluctant to sign on, as Lucas had told him that he would want Spielberg for an entire trilogy. Because he, he likes trilogies, right? Yeah. He's like, you know what I'm good at? Trilogies. All right. Uh, Spielberg did not want to work on two more scripts. So Lucas told him, however, he had already had the next two movies written. So Spielberg agreed. But when the time came for the first sequel, it was revealed that Lucas had nothing written for either sequel. Sound familiar? Because he said the same thing about prequels. Fucking liar. Hey, man, you got to get... That's what you got to do to get shit made sometimes, though. He's like, oh, yeah, this is all done. Yeah, no, I did that part already. And it's a good thing he did that. And but he says the same thing for Star Wars, though. No, I have episode one, two and three written. He clearly did not. <laughs> he might have had some seeds and some threads and things like that. But he did not have those movies written until the late 90s, basically. Hi. Hi, Sam. All right. So little baby Sammy. Between January 23rd and, and January 27th of 1978, for nine hours a day, George Lucas, Lawrence Kasdan and Steven Spielberg discussed the story and visual ideas. Spielberg came up with Jones being chased by a boulder, which was inspired by a comic book I referenced a few weeks ago when I was talking about Jeff Smith's bone. Uh, It was inspired by Carl Banks's Uncle Scrooge comic, uh, in particular, the one titled The Seven Cities of Cibola. Okay, well, I have a question, though. So they sat around writing or they sat around writing this movie. Mm -hmm. But he told him he had already written the other two. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have this one written. Right. Yes, but, you know, he was like, like I got these other two, but we got to introduce the character. I don't have that movie yet. And Spielberg was like, okay. <laughs> I would be like, can I see the other two so we can pull some threads? Like those, I left those at my house. We're in Hawaii. Um, all right. Lucas, We're in Hawaii working eight hours a day for months? Yeah, no, it was for days. days. It was for like okay. four days. Okay. Lucas later acknowledged that the idea for the idol mechanism in the opening scene and deadly traps later in the film were also inspired by several Uncle Scrooge comics. Uncle Scrooge was hugely influential. Who knew, right? Influenced comic book writers and artists. Yeah, Uncle Scrooge. That's Uncle Scrooge. That's very weird. (laughs) Yeah, he had a lot of adventures in comic books. Yeah, very, very big influence. I just picture him diving into fucking money. Right. I don't picture him having adventures. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was having having adventures. He did it in DuckTales. He had many adventures. Woo-hoo. Wait, yeah. is that DuckTales? That's right. That is DuckTales. All right. Lucas came up with a submarine, a monkey giving the Hitler salute, and Marion Ravenwood punching Jones in Nepal. Kasdan used a 100-page transcript of their conversations for his script, his first script, script draft, which he worked on for six months. Ultimately, some of their ideas were too grand and had to be cut, including a mind chase, an escape in Shanghai using a rolling gong as a shield, and a jump from an oh airplane God. in a raft, all of which made it into the this the next movie, which was also a prequel, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Which I hated. Why would why, why do people hate that movie? I never hated that movie. I've always hated that movie. But why? What do you hate about it? I just don't like it. It doesn't feel like is Indiana Jones. Is it because that Jones. chick is screaming all the time? She screamed the whole fucking time, and... I don't like the heart one, but it's weird because I like the Clerks animated series <laughs> episode based on Temple of Doom. I liked that. I didn't see that until years later and fucking hate Temple of Doom. I, I don't hate it. I don't. It's man. It's, it's a crazy well, adventure love movie. Dr. Jones. I mean, I do like that line. Short that's, round. Yeah. That's no, the only, man, there's it's the only line I like. It's very adventurous. And then that whole scene on the bridge. And yeah, he tears that, takes that guy's heart out in a PG movie. Like that's yeah. pretty intense, man. I don't like that scene. All right, here, here's here's where we get to my favorite type of stuff. So initially, the film was rejected by every major studio in Hollywood, as per usual. 
Hollywood's just, Hollywood's like, is that going to be an instant classic? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, it's it, this, this, these are the the stories. These are the, the tidbits that remind me of Sony and how the people, the executives have no fucking clue what's going on. They're just like, yeah, Spider-Man, put it out. We don't care. Right. We don't we don't. We, I, I'm sure it's good. People will go see Spider-Man, which that's and they also don't know what is a good movie. They're like, have you seen Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man? <laughs> that whole movie's fantastic. Right. So, yeah, they they balked at the uh, $20 million budget, which was not even a big budget at the time uh, that uh, Lucas was offering. They were like, I don't know about that. <laughs> so eventually Paramount did agree to finance the film and Lucas negotiated a five picture deal. I don't know how you turn five. that around. Yeah, that's a we're four in. So <laughs> they still owe Paramount one more movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man because they've really gone downhill just the last one uh last crusade was fantastic last crusade was fantastic is fantastic i should say so by april 1980 kasdan's fifth draft was produced and they were getting ready to shoot with lucas trying to keep costs down uh they agreed on a spielberg and lucas agreed on a tight schedule to keep costs down and to follow the quick and dirty feel of the old saturday matinee serials Special effects were done using puppets, miniature models, animation, and camera trickery. Spielberg said, we didn't do 30 or 40 takes, usually only four. It was like silent film. Shoot wow. only what you need, no waste. Had I more time and money, it would have turned out to be a pretentious movie. Glad they didn't. Right? Uh, and then uh, John Williams, of course, wrote the score. I think everybody... Everybody knows knows the Indiana Jones music by now, and it's another oh, super memorable score by the amazing John Williams, who I will cover one day. Because why wouldn't I, right? Like, what are you gonna do? Just cover all his music? Like, what do you do? How do you do <laughs> well, that? I'm, I'm sure there's an interesting story there. There has to be. All right. Not necessarily. All right. So yeah, gross three hundred eighty-four million job. worldwide throughout his three theatrical releases. Uh, in North America, it was by some distance the highest grossing film of 1981, and it also became Paramount Pictures' most successful film at that time, and to this day remains one of the top 25 highest grossing films ever made when adjusted for inflation. Uh, and Paramount was like, I don't know. Right, right. They're like, I don't know like, about this old-timey stuff. And then they're like, five-picture like, deal. People, people just doubted the fuck out of George Lucas. Oh, they're almost 40 years into this five-picture deal. When are they going <laughs> to... Well, they're making a new one with Harrison Ford. I don't well, know then good. Know. That should be the last one, right? Yeah. But, yeah, people just doubted the hell out of George Lucas. And it's crazy to me when you think about hair. him creating two of the biggest franchises of all time. Two of the biggest franchises of all time. And they, it's movie studios were always like, I don't know about this. That's fucking crazy to me. Sure do like those French fried painters. Um, all right, uh, I lost my spot again. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, what happens uh, when you just read Wikipedia on a podcast and call it research. Box Office Mojo estimates that the film sold more than 70 million tickets in its initial theatrical run. 70 million people went to go see that movie. It's a lot of peoples. I was only a couple months old. <laughs> you should have been there. You should have seen it. I was born in June. When did it come out? June. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's not Came summer. Out June. Oh, well, I guess it's summer. It's, it was it was right before summer. It was uh, June twelfth. So I was born June fifth. Yeah, I you mean, you could have gone to see it. You could have gone. You didn't make any effort. That's on you. Is you it? Yeah, it is. Is yeah. it? Yeah. It was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture. I was a week old. And it won four Academy Awards for Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Art Direction, Set Direction. I was one week old. <laughs> like, how is that on me? <laughs> uh, it also won a Grammy Award and Best Picture at the People's Choice Awards. So, yeah, that's that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do not call it Indiana Jones on the Raiders of the Lost Ark, even though it's kind of been rebranded that in the box so, sets. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm one week older then. Yeah. You got one week on it. So we'll turn 40 at the same time. Yeah. And we'll hmm. go see it in theaters together. That'll be your big birthday celebration. That's all we're doing. Great. 
<laughs> got it all planned out. We're going to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're going to go see it at Hickory you'll Ridge. Be, you'll, be, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be Indiana, and I'll be whatever the hell that chick's name is Marianne with the yellow Ravenwood. teeth. What? Marion Ravenwood. Yeah, I'll be her. With her yellow ass teeth. All right, cool. So... Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do a weird story from history. All right. And you'll have to bear with me because it does get weird. It sounds at the beginning like I'm just getting ready to tell you a science story, but it does get weird. And then at the end, it gets a little sad, but not not anything serious. Nobody, no, no humans die. I'm going to tell listeners, I'm going to give listeners a little secret now about the video on the Couple Goals listener page. If you've listened this far, you've earned it. That video shows RoboCop shooting a bunch of people's dicks off, and it's hilarious. So there you go. Now go. Now people want to watch it. Now people are very curious. They're like, what? Now you understand why you don't need to watch it. It's fucking hilarious. It's horrible. Because <laughs> there's that scene oh God. where he shoots the guy in the dick right through the... He's like a rapist. Yeah. And he's holding up the chick, and he, he shoots right through her skirt. And he shoots his dick off through, like, his pants. But it's just, you know, it's just a bloody spot on his pants, but then... A bunch of other rapists show up in this remake scene. <laughs> <laughs> they all have their dicks out. It's horrible. Why are you laughing? See? <laughs> it's just terrible. It's so funny. All right. Shooting dicks off. <sighs> so here comes my my topic. So I am talking about a science experiment from the 60s. So while working at the Communication Research Institute, which was a state-of-the-art laboratory. I thought laboratory, you were going to do a Monster Mash thing. I thought that's where the intro was going. But go on. Sorry. <laughs> it's working in the lab. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. She's setting it up. She's going to do some bullshit like I did with Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> this is all just going to be shit based on the song Monster Mash. No, but that's hilarious. It's a hilarious. graveyard smash. No. <laughs> So this is in the Virgin Islands uh, in 1958. So neuroscientist John C. Lilly wanted to find out if dolphins could talk to people. Hmm. <laughs> At the time, the dominant theory of human language development posited that children learn to talk only through constant close contact with their mothers. So Lilly wanted to apply the same ideas to dolphins. Right. Right. So some of the funding for this came from NASA because in the 50s and 60s, that agency took an increasingly serious look at life outside the galaxy. Yeah. And they thought if Lily could establish communication with another animal species on Earth, then maybe that would be able to help humanity understand radio messages from extraterrestrial life. Okay. Right. So now... Margaret Howe, who who has now married and her name is Margaret Howe Levat. So she arrives in St. Thomas. And these are quotes from her. There were three dolphins, Peter, Pamela and Sissy. Sissy was the biggest. She was pushy, loud, and she sort of sort of ran the show. Pamela was very shy and fearful. And Peter was a young guy. He was sexually coming of age and a bit naughty. We're talking about dolphins, right? We're talking about three dolphins. Okay. All right. So the lab's upper floors overhung a, a sea pool that housed the animals. And it was cleaned by tide openings that came through both ends. And the lab's director, Gregory Batson, he concentrated on animal to animal communication while Lavat was left alone to pursue Lily's dream of teaching the animals or the dolphins, rather, uh, English. Right. So every night, this is a quote again, every night we would all get in our cars and pull the garage door down and drive away. And I thought, well, there's this big brain floating around all night. It, it was amazing to me that everybody kept leaving. It just seemed like it was all wrong. So she reasoned that if she could live with these dolphins around the clock, nurturing their interests and, you know, keep trying to make human-like sounds, it would be more like a mother teaching their child. So they would have more success. Yeah. So her quote was maybe if I was living so close to the lab, it would just be so simple. Why would I, why would I just let water get in the way? She says. So I said to John Lilly, I want to plaster everything and fill this place with water. I want to live here. Hmm. 
So she began completely water waterproofing the upper floors of the lab so that she could actually flood the indoor rooms and have an outdoor balcony with a couple feet of water. Sounds expensive. Well, NASA was paying. Right. So this would allow a dolphin to live comfortably in the building with her for three months. Right. Right. So she selected the young male dolphin named Peter for her live-in experiment. Oh, uh, the horny one. The horny one. Good Lord. I chose to work with Peter because he had not only <laughs> not had human-like sound training when the other two had. But, but oh, I'm sorry. But uh, but she would then attempt to live with him in, uh, in isolation for six days a week. Sleeping on a makeshift bed on an elevator platform in the middle of the room and doing paperwork on a desk suspended from the ceiling. What on the, the seventh thing? day, Peter would return to the to the pool downstairs to spend time with the two female dolphins at the lab. That was Pamela and Sissy. Remember? Yeah. OK, so by the summer of 65, this dolphinarium was ready for use. Audio recordings of Lovat's prog progress and meticulously archived. Um, tapes of the time, they capture the energy that she brought to the exper experiment. Listen to this, though. She got him by twice daily sessions to greet her with Hello, Margaret. Like audible. Audible. He she could says, say hello. He, couldn't, he didn't make he, the weird dolphin noises. He said hello. And she said the M was very difficult. She said it was my name. And she would say hello, Margaret. And it was a different M. She has the M in quotes. I worked on the M sound and eventually he would have to roll over to bubble it through the water. She said that M, he worked so hard on it. Hmm. But there was something else getting in the way of the lessons. Dolphins get sexual urges. I think says, the, I think most people know that. Says the vet, Andy Williamson, who looked after the animal's health at the dolphin house. I'm sure Peter had plenty of those thoughts along those lines. Peter liked to be with me, explained Lavat. He would rub himself on my knee, my foot or my hand, you know, kind of like Crowley humps my arm. Yeah. And at first I would put him downstairs with the girls, she said. But transporting Peter downstairs proved to be disruptive, disruptive to the lessons faced with his frequent arousals. And it seemed easier for Lavat to simply relieve his urges manually. OK, OK. Wait, wait, wait. I allowed that, she says. I wasn't uncomfortable with it as long as it wasn't rough, because originally... He would beat the shit out of her when she would turn him down. He would start hitting her with with his fins. God damn. And she would be all bruised up because Peter would just beat the shit out of her for not fucking him. Peter so, the dolphin. She said manually, though. She's in her hand. So she would jerk right? her off. Yeah, she, oh, okay. she, she would jerk right. him off. All right. Hang, so anyway. hang on. Hang on a second. OK, so I'm over here looking up dolphin penises, just FYI, because I... I just imagine they'd be like huge and she's sitting there like she's got like a two hand. Why thing. would you think they'd be I, huge? Dolphins, dolphins aren't big. big. No, they're not. They only have like six inch penises. Okay. Can you believe that? Yeah, they're not that big. Dolphins are very big. Huh. Wow. So I guess it wouldn't have, like for her, she could have done that with one hand and continued research. Well, yeah. she said that. Man. She said, um, Could you imagine just casually jerking off a dolphin? Could you imagine casually jerking anybody off? She said it was just a part of whatever was going on, like an itch. That's true. She said, just <laughs> Men get are rid of itchy. it. She said, just get rid of it, scratch it and move on. <laughs> yes. She said, I like that attitude. That was that's her... a good attitude. <laughs> that's... She said, and that's how it seemed to work out. It wasn't private. She's like, she says she let people observe. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean. She wasn't trying to make it a thing. She was just like, that's, yeah, men are very itchy. So the problem was that her jerking off Peter ultimately overshadowed the entire experiment because a story about them appeared in Hustler. <laughs> this so, is where it all started. Because do you remember for a while there were stories about dolphins and dolphin rape? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. So she'd never heard a hustler, but they published a story of her with a drawing of her <laughs> fucking Peter. Oh. And she was horrified. Yeah. So it really ruined the reputation. 
because, you know, she really was jerking off the dolphin. Yeah. But Dr. Lily still believed the dolphins could learn to talk if they were given enough time. And he hoped that he could conduct a year long study with Margaret, with Lavat. Still, if she was given another dolphin, perhaps a female one that she wouldn't fucking diddle. Right. <laughs> and uh, when the plans. So you're saying she's doing something wrong now. So if the plans turned out to be too expensive, he tried to get the dolphins to talk another way because Dr. Lily was crazy at this point. So he gave the dolphins LSD. Okay. Much to Lily's annoyance, nothing happened because animals react to drugs differently. Like not all species react to everything the same. Just like catnip has no effect on things. Yeah. So despite his attempts to get the dolphins to respond to the drugs, literally nothing happened. Hmm. They were like, this is fine. Like sometimes we take LSD. Man, back in the day, people thought LSD was some witchcraft type stuff. But the problem was that his attitude towards the dolphins welfare became his downfall. So it drove away the lab's directors, Greg Gregory, who I told you about earlier. Yeah. And it eventually caused the funding to be cut. So just as Lavat and Peter's six months, six months in the live in experiment was concluding, um, he announced that the lab would have to close. So she moved on. Although eventually she did move back into that place. She bought the she bought the Dolphinarium eventually and turned it into her house where her, her husband and her three children lived. But that's not the point. So hmm. she moved on. Peter was sent to Miami and that's a good place for Peter. Well, he the Miami Dolphins. No, just, you know, that they got that whole beach scene. There's a lot of people looking to get laid there. A lot of people. Well, he was sent to an aquarium. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he wasn't sent you to mean the... they give him a house on the beach? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, he was heartbroken because his girlfriend didn't come with him. Because Oof. dolphins are very emotional creatures. Wow. The girlfriend he liked and to beat when she wouldn't put out. <laughs> after that, Peter committed suicide. What? How? What? No, so that's Rick, not where the story goes. Peter committed suicide. So Rick O'Berry corroborated the use of this term. Dolphins, this is a quote, dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes unbearable, dolphins take a breath and then sink to the bottom and just choose to stop breathing. Andy Williamson puts Peter's death down to broken heart. No. Brought on by separation from Lavat and that he didn't understand. Quote, Margaret can rationalize it, but when she left, what, what could Peter do? The love of his life had gone. Come on now. So come Peter, on now. Peter, who was used to getting jerked off multiple times a day. <laughs> like what from that? I don't know. Like it was the love of his life. I think it was just like, damn, it's hard to get laid out here. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So he killed himself. Peter the Dolphin. Well, what the fuck kind of bummer story is that, man? That was like, <laughs> was what a the hell, coaster. man? It was a fucking roller coaster, wasn't it? You're a dick. So what do you think of my roller Suicidal coaster story? Suicidal dolphins. Yeah, what do you think of that? Did you know dolphins can just, how easy is it to kill yourself as a dolphin? All those dolphins swimming out there, they're making a conscious effort to stay alive every day. Yeah. I couldn't do that as a dolphin. I'd be dead. Like the it second I found out, the second I found out I could, I could choose to not be alive anymore. I would fucking just sink to the bottom and be dead. Of course, then again, you don't have like bills and taxes and stuff as a dolphin. Right. So it's fine. Right. Like you can just it's be like, keep swimming, keep swimming. To, you don't have to get a job. Yeah, you don't have to do shit as a dolphin. Yeah, he like, was really, just upset Peter? because he had like, to work Peter, to get your laid. Your life's too hard. Yeah, he had to work to get laid now. <laughs> He's like, he had it really good. This chick literally just treated it like a back scratch. And now he had to impress people all of a sudden. You know, he killed it, himself. It was a whole thing. Peter fucking killed himself because. Sex is important. Because no one would play with his fucking dick. Man, that's a metaphor. Is it? <laughs> it, it literally happened. <laughs> it's a metaphor for human existence. Nobody will play with my pee pee. Yeah. So that's and, that and happened. Peter Doug. Dolphin suicide ending. What the fuck, man? Dolphin suicide. It's a dick move. <laughs> Wordplay. Good God. Dolphin dick. 
All right. Well, I guess that's everything. This is a short episode, kind It's not. It's never a short episode. It's forty minutes. Short, yeah, that's that's a long, that's a long time to spend with us. I think. Well, most people aren't even going to make it to the end of the episode right. to hear about my dolphin suicide. <laughs> right. They're really missing out. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Dolphin fucking suicide, which you don't even know happens. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Right. Until I read that dolphins have to choose to take breath. If I had to choose to breathe, I would be dead by now. Yeah, if it was like I that can't. much effort. Can't do that. Wasn't I barely... A... I, a function, an automatic function. They would have to make it taste good to breathe <laughs> if I had to do that. It's the only way to get me to keep doing it. All right. You need some snozberry oxygen. Right. I don't know. I've never had snozberries. What if I don't like the taste? What if yeah. it tastes like lemons? Well, a lot of people, oh, man, that'd be great. No. What if it tastes like cantaloupe? Oh, that'd oh. be bad. That'd be bad. I'd be dead. I'd be dead instantly. I'd <laughs> right. just down. Down for the count. Vienna sausage. <laughs> I know that my looks don't translate on radio. <laughs> they don't. That was in one of our videos, by the way, for Patreon. But only only like two people have seen the videos. Yes. So the rest of you will just have to imagine that I did not like it <laughs> and the faces that I may have made. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll All be right. back next week with another exciting episode of Couple Goals no, with S&M. We'll be back next week, but we're not going to have any of that. Don't make them promises. Always exciting. What are you talking about? We're going to, you know, what we're going to do we'll be between now an and then. You know what we're doing between now and then? We're going to go see Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. So we'll have that to talk about. Not a lot of Crowley. people are going to see that. It has like two showings. Yeah. So we're going to go see that. And then Crowley turns seven between now and then. His birthday is Oof. the same day as that movie. Wow. So are we taking him with us to the theater then? Was that our emotional support dog? I don't think that's going to be good for anybody. Especially not Crowley. Or any of the other people in the theater. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Bye. Bye. Oh. Sam left. Okay, bye. Stop. At the stop. Okay, or you can pause it. You know what? All these rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you, Damn, bitch. <laughs> like, do you not know what stop?